Okay, prepare for beginnification. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That sounds like Jay and Trax foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So um, this is uh, January 28th, 2021. I'm Commander Jay and Trax, and this is the Loose Screws podcast. Back in the saddle. I'm going to say that every time until it's true. Um, yeehaw. Tonight. <laughs> yeehaw. Tonight. So that you can recognize everyone's voice. Because we all, you guys know, right? This is why we do this at the beginning. So that everybody knows what your voice sounds like. Uh, we have Commander Chig. Hello. How are you today? Oh, great. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Good evening. I'm, I'm ready to go. Here. Okay. The Diva Looter is here. This is the sound of my voice. <laughs> Commander Hello. Dubs. Hello. <laughs> Commander Lieutenant Commander Data. Hello, everybody. And Commander Nurgle. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Nur- Nurgle MP. You know, I've never addressed that. What is the MP for? Multipurpose. First name, last name. Oh, oh military police. <laughs> Micro penis. <laughs> He went there. (laughs) Did you just see you had a micro penis on the tip of your tongue, Data? (laughs) I believe somebody said somebody already had just plain Nurgle. So I think that's my record for shortest amount of time before a dick joke on the show. (laughs) (gasps) Oh my gosh! Guess what just happened, everybody? Oh wait! Oh wait! It was a drive-by. It was a (laughs) drive-by. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Nobody nobody talk about it. it, Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It's back. (laughs) Gosh. Um, Now I don't know what to do if I... What if I... If There's I spook it, if I talk again. There's a bird flying around the studio is what we're all <laughs> looking at. Multiple dick jokes attract this kind of crowd. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like saying Beetlejuice three times. Maybe that's what summons him. <laughs> um, you got to say something, worship? Yeah, how's it going, y'all? <laughs> Good evening. Oh, all right. I had some, had some initial headset issues there, so... Uh, <laughs> I, I was beginning to think All you right. were just fucking with us. Just log on, log off, log on, log off. Well, I, I, it, it was, anyway, I turned it on, the headset wasn't working, and then I turned it back off, and then I turned it back on, and then the, the, the Oculus headset w- decided to work, which, sidebar here, <laughs> hasn't done that for like fucking six months, but whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, so. uh, welcome. Hey, <clears throat> look, what's am, ha- look what's happened. I am not real sure what you guys are talking about, but. Uh, I've been thinking about this all day long and I only got about 10, 15 minutes here. So I'm going to uh, butt in here and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make a diatribe statement here. Oh, Fire away. Okay. <clears throat> so <laughs> they didn't give away free tritium again, did they? Just <laughs> make it sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay this, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. So, I believe it was last week, or maybe it was the week before, uh, Frontier said, hey, we're going to have to hold off on the release of um, uh, the console version of Odyssey. 
And <clears throat> I read that and I'm like, all right, they're going to change that because it doesn't make sense for them not to release it at the same time. Because all I could think of was is that they're on the path to merging all of these universes into one. And then you got the problem of how's that going to work when explorers are out there walking around on a planet and they get the first stepped on achievement or attack or whatever. And then the console players are sitting there and they can't get the same thing. They don't have the same opportunity. And it just, it just kind of stuck in my craw and I sat on it. And I thought I'll leave it alone. And I know you guys talked about it last week and I'm like, I'll leave it alone. I'm just going to let it be. But it it really stuck in my craw today. And I've been thinking about it, and then it just it struck a chord where I have to say something about it. It's total fucking bullshit. It is a cop-out of epic proportions. Uh, they have a history of doing this with, their, with, with other things. They have a history of doing releases to the consoles a little late. And I'm not a console player. I am a very much PC gamer uh are very much PC gamer. I don't really even like playing on consoles anymore, except for the uh, Nintendo ones. Um, but they are really shitting on a large portion of their fan base. And I don't know what the number is. I don't know if it affects a million players or 10 million players. I don't know what the number is, but they, they certainly know what the number is. They know the number of players that they're hurting. And they have an opportunity right now to be in front of their only competitor, Star Citizen, by a mile. And for them to leave their console players behind the way they are is a great big just middle finger F you. And I know the whole, I, I hate the whole thing where, because I've, I've read on forums today where people are saying, oh, well, it's hard to do this, or they're taking their extra time to do that, or it takes more time to, to do this and get this run through that. Who cares? Every single day or every single week, there are video games that come out on all three platforms. True, none of the same scale. I get that. But it's a cop-out. You're a multi-million dollar company. You're the largest producer, of your largest developer of video games in uh, uh, England. In the UK. In yeah. the UK, thank you. Is You're making an excuse. I don't like excuses. I, I cop I out an excuse. Do what? I fully agree with you. I, yeah. I, I'm not. I, I think the whole thing's just god awful, especially considering that we all already share the same universe. We just can't see each other. You know, yeah. the whole galaxy is affected by all three platforms already. So, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So, preach it. And have, have they said anything at all as to regards to what they're going to do for the people who uh, are they going to separate the universe and say, okay, well, the, I mean, it's already kind of separated anyway. But they're they've, gonna make said, uh, they've said they're going to look into it. I'll yeah. let you know when we know. About delaying yeah. first football count, counting, yeah. right? And, and, I'm and, with uh, Ty on this one. I think that uh, PC should be pushed back to November. That's just crazy talk. You can reach an evolutor at <laughs> Everyone should suffer like I suffer. I, I agree, though. If they can't put it out on all three platforms, I, I'm I know you were kidding, but they if they needed to delay the game, they should delay the game. I'm or willing to bet that the reason why they, they did break it into chunks like that is because they had already pushed it back enough and they figured, well, this 
at least they can salvage some of the people and uh, just anger the rest. I'm not sticking up for them. I don't care one way or the other. I got no dog in this fight. They they have a history of doing this. It, it came out on uh, PC, I believe, first, and then it came out. I want to say it was Xbox, and then Apple. It was Xbox. And yeah, PlayStation some, was last. Yeah, I think yeah. PlayStation was last by several uh, years. Yeah, and I also want to say that Horizon was delayed. I want to say by sixty days on the PlayStation, but I can't remember remember for sure. But I'm going to tell you what this smells of. This smells of some sort of exclusivity deal they're working out with one of the console developers is what this smells of. And I don't know that for a fact. Now, I feel like that would be a huge misstep on their part. But this, whoa, this, this I don't think they could do that. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't, I don't get that, that vibe. Because so what you would be saying is they would they would go to just one console then and not the other. Not necessarily. It's OK. So kind of mean timed exclusive. Yeah, timed exclusive. Kind of what I was thinking of was what if they did a timed exclusive on the whatever the hell the new Xbox is called, the Xbox Series X or whatever the hell. I don't know why we can't just call it the Xbox Five. But um, I mean, Microsoft can't count anyway. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they needed more X's and Series's in their name. So. so so I don't know. I feel like that I mean, we, we don't really have a idea if they're going to do a launch for that or they're going to do like a different version we know it's going to be available on that but it's going to run in like whatever the hell mode you know for the, the ps4 and the xbox right. the old xbox are yeah they're, run on. they're not they're not backwards compatible games right, be right. Last gen games yeah. it'll be a backwards compatibility yeah right right so so we already know they're doing that and we don't we don't have ever anything as far as like a like a more up-to-date launch or like a 4k launch or anything but it just it it it's it's a cop out excuse. I feel like there's more to it than what they're saying. And yeah, I'm of the mindset that if you can't release it for everybody at the same time and give everybody a, the equal fair chance, I don't want to beta test your game for six months. Beta test it yourself. Yeah, that's See, where I'm at. That's that's not what I got out of that at all. And I think to me, yeah, you know, I I want to give them the. Uh, the credit that they're due for the difficulties of trying to develop on lockdown and everything else. And I think having already pushed this back once, they set themselves on what was, we'll call a wildly optimistic development schedule. And when it became obvious that they were not going to be able to launch in first quarter, they made the decision to sacrifice console development to make sure the PC got launched. And I still, I still am of the opinion that they knew they were going to delay when they did pre-sales. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think they knew that. That still point. bothers me. There was no way that they didn't know that they were going to delay. Yeah, when they did pre-sales, there's no possible way. You have to do pre-sales. What is it, a minimum of of three months? I don't know the official rules. I've thought about looking it up. But well, there, there's, me, ugh, yeah. there's a whole thing around that they want to be able to take that money and invest it. And invest it so they get a bigger return on it, not necessarily use it for development costs. Right. right. And, and like every game developer does this. This is why pre sales are such a big deal. Which, by the way, I'm also a proponent of don't buy pre sales. Just buy this the game. This is the yes. first one I've ever done. And I'm pissed. I feel like they tricked me. I, I did it too. I'm in the same boat. Uh, I did it when they released that uh, 
uh, that at the game video. video game awards. Yep. 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 That's when I did it too. And I'm like, well, you, you got me. I'm in. Yep. And now I kind of feel like shit. I kind of, honestly, I kind of feel like I shit all over the, uh, console jockeys, uh, because I kind of feel like it gave them enough excuse for them to say, yeah, we can do this. We'll push it mm-hmm. back. Oh, interesting. So you're, you're thinking that the success of the presale made them think it was okay to then turn around and make the delay worse on console. Well, and I'm, I'm, when they I'm, announced I'm, it. I'm strictly speculating here. It, it, it goes back to if at some point someone in some accounting firm or, or, or in frontier headquarters has a book that says we need to make this much money. And I've said this for, for months now, we need to make this much money. We need to make it. And here's the dates we need to make it by. Otherwise it's not a success. And I and, think it, it's even different than that. I think that they waited to announce the delay until after pre-sales because it would have affected pre-sales. Oh, I well, would absolutely. Have pre- I would absolutely. not have purchased. No doubt. Yeah, and you can't really fault them for that because, I mean, that's a business decision. I would have made the same yeah. decision. It's, yeah. it's, a little, it's a little underhanded, but, mm, you know. So, anyway. Anyway, that's my two cents. I just had to throw in my two cents quarter's worth of opinion about it. I think it's real shitty. I think what they're doing is real is a little underhanded. And uh that's about it. All right. All right. I am um well I'm not obviously I'm not gonna repeat everything I, I said already because I'm let you know other people that weren't here last week need to to talk. I would say listening to what you were saying, um one thing that would kind of changed the way I was feeling about it a bit would be um, if, 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 if delaying the consoles further, let's see, how do I phrase this? So if, if leaving them synced in time, if, if leaving the, the release not staggered um, would have meant a longer delay for PC, but a shorter delay for console, like if we could have met in the middle somewhere, then I would, think that that was favorable but that that really doesn't have anything to do with um you know your guys points about uh what they knew when and how kind of dishonest it is so do we think you know, it is what it is do we think with the trouble with um uh, cd project red and cyberpunk had on their old consoles and because so so cyberpunk runs great on pc it runs really good on playstation 5 and on the xbox series x it runs like dog shit now i know they've patched it and they've made it better i'm talking about when it on release day and the and including the huge 30 some odd gig patch on release day it ran like dog shit on daisy on day one on the xbox on the playstation 4 and the xbox x1 1x whatever it's called jesus xbox get it right um, it, it, <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if they looked at that and said, you know, we might want to, we might want to go ahead and say, we need more time to get this right because well, we, we can't just push it out there and then patch it and then everybody be okay with it. There's actual speculation that the consoles may have put uh, stronger restraints on companies and made validation more difficult. Box yes. That release was. Yeah, there's not yeah. going to be as many as many uh, certification like waivers that I think. Yeah, I've I've actually I'm actually curious about that too. I've reached out to my buddy of mine over at Riot to so he can give me an answer because he would he would know. So 
I'm curious about that myself. I'm curious. I, I would like to know if, 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 because I've, I've heard other rumblings of that. I would like to know if Microsoft or Xbox stepped in and said, all right, so here's the deal. We can't have another cyberpunk. So we'll have to follow these rules now. So, right, right. And, and here's that, the thing I have If cyberpunk. that was official, that would change my play, my, my opinion a lot. Because frankly, like, I think that's a lot more believable that the, you know, the, the, it being associated with something to do with cyberpunk is a lot more believable to me if it's actually the consoles that turned around and said, okay, all other game developers, we can't have debacles like this anymore. So here's the rules. But if the game developers are making it up on their own based on what they observed of cyberpunk, I, I feel like that's a little like, I mean, these are all different games with totally different development code and everything. It doesn't make sense that they would impact each other that much. Um, so I don't see that as making sense unless it's the it's the consoles themselves that uh, turned around and, and set new rules. Yeah. And in Elite's case, this is already an engine that runs on those consoles. It's not getting upgraded for the new consoles. So this is well, the probably lighting really is getting upgraded game wide. So who knows how much that's altering the engine? Actually, true. But that would make me lean more towards it was a console-based decision rather than an FDEV-based decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, and if there was some new standards from the consoles, I mean, you bet they're taking it seriously because it's because Cyberpunk is still not on the PlayStation Store, is it? It's still no, it's still down. Right. It, and 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 you know, I, I got a buddy of mine who has it on the PS5. I own it on the PC. It runs great. It's fine. I mean, there were a few um, uh, like like glitch not glitches. There are a few graphic glitches with like some things bleeding through walls and stuff. But it wasn't game breaking. It was yeah. minor stuff. But uh, I, from my point of view, I consider Cyberpunk uh, a success. And I, I didn't think it was that great of a game. Um, from the yeah, point but that's of view. a completely different story. Right, right. I, I, I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of fell short on, on, you know, what I was expecting versus what was delivered. But I don't, I, I, no search of the means, but I consider it to be like the launch was poor. But I'm also on the PC with a badass system. So, well, both of my kids have Cyberpunk on a PS4, and you know it ran kind of sluggish, but it ran fine. Yeah. And see, Sounds like they got lucky. Too. I think so, yeah. Well, you're not the first person to report that to me, and I feel like a lot of people are going by like the the initial launch of like basically the the DVD version or the Blu-ray version of it, not the actual patched version of it where they fixed it. Ah, uh, could be. But I don't know. Anyway, I do need to run, guys. But I I appreciate you guys letting me jump in and interrupt. <laughs> And, you made uh, for an interesting intro to the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> by the way, we had just like read the intro and I had gotten down to the last name on the list and then you appeared. It was rather ah. exciting, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> timing was impeccable. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need to go do a couple things. If you guys are still recording, I'll hop back in and throw in my two cents on what y'all have, what y'all are doing then. So. <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys. See you. Holla at y'all. Later. All right. Later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah and we're back. that was fun. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, and and to you know, normally I wouldn't have stuck this at the top of the show, but um, following on from that, um, the, you know, from the discussion last week, and that's what everybody was talking about, of course, uh, last week, and I guess it's continued. Um, we've seen, uh, well, I personally have seen various 
things coming in, you know, feedback to, to the show. Um, and I think for the most part, most people are quite upset. And I think that, yeah, I think the narrative is, is agreeing with Chig's basic position that he was saying last week. And, um, with, a with, I did see one, one bit of feedback was sent to me that someone, someone at least appreciated my, uh, I guess I don't know what to say. Like sl- sl- uh, wanting to mention the developers getting compassion salt thrown in their face. Yeah, compassion for the developers that aren't making the business choices of the game and are actually just trying to work on it, and suddenly getting um, a lot of crap from people. Um, but that's that's that isn't the whole issue. Like even if I don't totally like agree about the maliciousness of it, it's still not the whole part of the. It's still it's still not the whole coin. So uh, anyway, I I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It it continues to be crappy, and everyone continues to be upset. Yeah, yeah. I think I said enough about it over the past two yeah. episodes. I don't need to keep yeah piling yeah, on. I, I guess. I mean, I I had people reach out to me in private messages and stuff too. So I've I've definitely talked about this a lot in the last. Mm-hmm. And my position has not changed. I actually feel almost stronger about it after talking to multiple people. So, yeah, yeah. So your feel is is your feeling kind of the same as mine that that I I think I'm in a very very small minority. In, uh, it in seems being it less seems, upset. Yes, it definitely seems like there's more people who are more upset yeah. than less upset, and everybody understands the, you know the COVID side of it, you know, we've been dealing mm-hmm. with this for almost a year on this planet now though. So, you know, I, that's where I don't have as much sympathy as I would have when this all first started, but that's, that's me. Call me an asshole. I did have a couple of people call me an asshole also, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Several people on this podcast. Uh, yeah. During the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's that's the thing. That's the thing we got to do, I guess, is Call talk about things asshole. and then... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going to put it like that. Um, this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever called you an asshole to while being recorded. <laughs> while being recorded. While being recorded. by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all good. It's all. I mean, it is what it is. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. it's starting to feel like a dead horse at this time, though. Not that we didn't want yes. Ty's uh, two cents because he didn't have a chance to voice it. You know, now he, he was able to. But several of it you didn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you guys have anything you want to say, who skipped out on us last week, fuckers, uh, you guys can talk now. <laughs> well, I, I actually, I, I do want to add this because you know, Devaluter brought up. Uh, last week on the show, something about being a Destiny player. And as a fellow Destiny player, I have to add that one, if you think there's salt in the FDEV forums, you really mm-hmm. need to check out the Destiny forums. Um, but the, you know, they have a history of doing bizarre development decisions. And once you get past the salt in the community, you, you see a lot of the same things. You see, you see people hounding on the developers and then you see other people coming in behind them and saying, look, you know, this was a poor decision, but, you know, the sound guys and the graphic guys are killing it. We don't want to leave them out. 
you know, in, a, in reference to Destiny. And I hope you see the same things with FDEB because while I, I pretty much agree with Chig that this was a really shitty business decision, there's a lot of things they deserve good credit for. Um, you know, and, and I don't want that to get lost in the shuffle, you know, everybody out there in elite land who plays this game. To, to hold them accountable when they screw up and give them credit when they deserve it, too. Deal. Yeah, sure seems like everybody did. Every, everybody has been... Well, because actually, this is the first, like, really strongly negative stuff that we've seen in quite some time. There was a, there was a very salty time. And then there was the period of of saltless prosperity, and um, <laughs> now we're falling back into the saltiness, right? Well, that's just because every time they have something to announce, it's, it sets the community into some sort of <laughs> verbal tailspin, you know. And then they go through these long stretches of we're working very hard to get these, you know, fleet carriers or fill in the blank, whatever it is. Anytime they announce mm. something, it's either like, hey, look what we're working on. And people go, hooray. Then they go, ah, crap, it's going to take longer than we thought. And everyone goes, boo, you're the shits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it, it can't, I don't know. I, like I said, I've talked about it for a couple of weeks. I just think that it, it can't be helped. You can voice your opinion, but really it's just an echo chamber, really. Yeah. Well, all yeah. I can do is patiently wait 11 months. <laughs> or impatiently uh, wait 11 months. <laughs> I'm picturing what Devo would be like impatient. <laughs> like if I'm impatient? Yeah. I just don't feel that from you. Picture him more as a mental patient. I think patience, yeah. I mean, the, the cliche <laughs> is patience is, is a virtue. Hmm. Are you saying you're you are very virtuous? I'm saying I'm partially virtuous <laughs> <laughs> and impartially I'm impatient. Killed a man. I want that on a T-shirt. I'm partially <laughs> virtuous. <laughs> Is that like partly cloudy? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to write that down. Okay, I'm back. Um, <laughs> So, if, if, any any more thoughts on this? Shall we shall we go on with normal business? Starting to smell like dead horse in here. Yeah, no, this will be the chig chat this week too. We'll get to that, and I'll do the same thing as oh, I did perfect. last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Sounding good. All right. Um, well, in the meantime, we've all, besides Devo Looter, uh, been out exploring, and. Um, that the expedition continues. Um, let's let's do it like this. Uh, would anybody like to call out uh, some fun, fun, very fun stuff they found so far? I don't know. I'll talk at once. <laughs> didn't, didn't you have Didn't you have a big find tonight? Have any of us found anything fun? Most I found. Is oh, oh, you're talking about the the system I was in right before we started recording. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I I did actually came across. I I was doing it. My uh, my plotter sent me on some neutron jumps, and I found a neutron system with six high metal content bodies, and five of them were terraformable, and it was undiscovered, and it ended up being worth like over ten million in one system. So that was that was pretty good. It wasn't particularly pretty. It was sort of a boring system, all told. But hey, that's it cool. Was... I'm way out past the um, system with the black hole in it, the waypoint that's at a black hole. 
No. And didn't somebody discover a neutron star orbiting a black hole? Oh, wow. It wasn't me. Uh, I found one of those last expedition. I'm sorry, you oh, found what? That may be what I remember then. Yeah, that was uh, ooh, a year ago. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, we're, we're all having fun. Yeah, we, I am still way ahead. And then the, the rest of the expedition is taking uh, their time, which is great to keep everyone um, who may be in slower ships with us. And uh, some of us are already done. So, <laughs> Hey, that's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's my big find. I'm fighting pirates outside of Kama. Yeah, that should lead you right. to something else. <laughs> yeah, um, so next on my list is going to be the squad briefing, and there is something to talk about, so here <laughs> it comes. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. It's so nice to actually be able to hear the sound effect. Two weeks in a row. That's unprecedented. I can I can do it 100% every time. Um, it's... You know, it's just uh, it's just I have to I have to go into Discord settings and throw a switch, which I've now just turned off. So now it'll go back to being behaving normal. Anyway, never mind. This is tech talk <laughs> that I don't need to include in the show, and for some reason said anyway. Yeah. So what's up so, with the uh, home systems there? So yeah. So this week in loose screws news, um, the Latvian apocalypse. Uh, at some point this week, you know, people <laughs> who follow the Yannicks on YouTube will notice that he dropped a new video about how to make tons and tons of credit per hour, sometimes claiming up to 200 million credits per hour doing stacked massacre <laughs> missions. I love how they and, come up with that math, by the way. Yeah, it's for all those videos. Make 500 million in yeah. 30 minutes. Fuzzy new <laughs> math. It, but the, the the interesting thing about that is he uh, listed Kama as one of the best systems in the universe to do this. Kama, which happens to be one of our systems. So uh, shortly after that video dropped, traffic in Kama went from 40 ships in a 24-hour period to 480 ships in a 24-hour period. The last time I checked, there were 17 fleet carriers sitting in Kama, and our BGS has blown up. <laughs> Hmm. as yeah. a lot of people who follow Yamex are now running massacre missions out of Kama and hitting the surrounding systems, which is causing Ross and Bumber and V740 Cassipaya and a bunch of other systems to go skyrocketing towards expansion. Right. So it's so been a fun week. He just dropped a giant shit grenade in our lap. It's the Latvian <laughs> apocalypse. Okay, Latvian <laughs> apocalypse, gotcha. I believe they invented the shit grenade, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> or or as so the, Trax said earlier, smooshed by an angry Latvian. <laughs> yeah, um, and like none of this is, this is certainly not intentional, um, no. but it, it is definitely just with an absence of noticing that one of the factions there was a player faction and, and thinking about what would happen. So the, the, the money-making method just involves running, like you said, these massacre missions um, in, in a particular way uh, in a wing. And so now 
everybody's going to do this, and we own all the stations in that system, but running the massacre missions means they're picking them up from any of the factions in the system. And so everybody is getting boosted, and that generally means that whoever is in charge is going down. Right. Um, so how yeah, close you, are we to, for, to this being an actual problem? Because we don't we don't really mind going down a little bit for a little okay. while. No. So right I mean, now we're at forty nine percent. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and you can tell from looking at the way influence is moving that everybody is having their influence boosted, which you know, like you said, just means that everybody is moving towards the middle. So we're coming down. Everybody else is coming up. And we're um, click on it. We're like. Like Devo said, we're at 49 right now, which means we're down 25 points in a week. But um, I'm doing my about, part since everybody yeah. is out in the black. <laughs> we're we're still 28 points ahead of our nearest competition. So, you know, unless okay. this gets unless this gets really out of hand, I, we're just going to lose ground that we're going to have to make up later. It's not going to be that big a deal. Um, if it pushes us down to the point where we're going back into conflict, then we're going to have a real problem. And so, you know, my message to everybody out there playing elite, you know, whether you're in the squadron or not, if you're in comma running massacre missions and making money, have fun, keep doing it. But, you know, Take up a couple of extra missions for loose screws while you're there so you don't <laughs> flush us along the way. We would really appreciate it. Maybe because if you could do two massacre missions for loose screws for every one you do for another faction, that would, that just would be, be great. Yeah, that would be great if it works out that way. But, you know, the the four or five guys that, that stayed behind back in the bubble are literally losing sleep, you know, trying to keep Kama yeah. from going crazy and if you guys are there continue to make money but hey pick up a mission or something for us too so you kind of maintain the stability of the system we would really appreciate that Hmm. yeah i'm currently working on it right now thank you for your service absolutely (laughs) aye aye captain (laughs) and and you know the again the, the hand the handful of guys that are that are back in the bubble working on this of course you know a lot of the systems surrounding comma with all of that traffic going in and out started seeing trade and people running missions and stuff so their influence shot up and at one point we had five systems at 68 percent or higher all heading towards uncontrolled expansion and so we were in that uncomfortable position of having to hammer our own influence to prevent unwanted expansion and they've and they've done a great job. They've knocked so far four of those systems back down into the mid sixties. Uh, there's only one problem child left. So they're they're doing some serious uh, work back there too, the guys left in the bubble. So thank you. Nice. Okay. Well, um, so so far, not totally an emergency. All right. I feel a little better. I was afraid that you were about to say that. I w- there was like a, a, a pause before you said where the next faction below us was, and I was afraid you were going to say they were like three points behind or something. So well, if you talk anyway, to me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so next on my show notes, I have that the Dark Wheel Initiative is moving into uh, the Soul Expansion test site on their next move. Who who added this to my notes that desperately wants to tell me about it? Eh? One, one, two, three. I, I, I don't even see that on the notes. Do I not know how to read? 
I don't know how to read. <laughs> oh, I'm on the wrong notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, anyway, this is this is the the next major test um, from Darkwheel Initiative. So um, I believe it's going to kick off sometime very soon, and we we watch uh, with curious eyes. Um, also, Operation Ida moves mountains. Who wants to claim that? I'm blaming NL8. <laughs> Yeah, hate must have put this stuff in here and then he he's like oh by the way guys i'm not coming on the show <laughs> <laughs> all right all right bro um yeah we see what you did ida ida well we all know what operation ida does hey great job operation ida you know what <laughs> keep being you keep doing Fixing the galaxy one system at a time yeah huh. sometimes two or three systems at a time <laughs> true thank you greatly You're did they do great something work. special this week or was this part of the dark wheel stuff don't they it's always separate. do something special? Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Being this far outside the bubble really does uh, change how I pay attention to in-game news. Yeah. Um, and we're about to find that out in a really big way as I continue <laughs> on to gown that. Um, it's uh, so some stuff is some stuff's going on. Um. The hosting of the Galactic Summit co- uh, community goal has ended, and the Sirius Corporation secured a victory. So the very first Galactic Summit will t- take place um, on their turf. Um, congratulations to everyone who backed that side, and to everyone else, you know, technically you get rewards too, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what the, that's what, what I the, think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder what the feedback has been for this uh, CG, including handing in engineering materials to yeah. progress it. I've never seen that before, and hope to never yeah. see it again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. There was a lots of talk. Um, engineering mats are not worth this, uh, generally speaking. On the other hand, they were the like easiest to acquire engineering sure. mats, but. Level know. one and two, right? Yep. Um, from data, so you literally can, you know, there's a there's a hundred ways to to farm them easily, and you don't have to find specific systems or anything either necessarily. Yeah. Although they're very fast if you do. Um, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Okay, whatever. Leon Ruiz uh, company made the. Uh, they, they, you did it. You did it, you, you old man. You, you did, really it, did it, you crazy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> you, you old so-and-so, Lee. Um, anyway, <laughs> so then um, on uh, the Tuesday stream, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on the Tuesday stream, uh, it was teased to us that we would be re- receiving another fun lore puzzle story edition thing. Um, and then um, they said, uh, you know, watch this space. We'll we'll see what it is. And it was mentioned that it would be difficult because the Adamastar one was not difficult enough, according to uh, us all. So um, it happened. So on uh, this morning, there was an announcement on Galnet. A uh, galnet, galnet. <laughs> that works too. Oh, Seagull. God. See, I'm telling you guys, net. I had the call of that net. Oh, who is this Trax clown? What is he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Pilots Federation alert, an independent vessel has detected a fragment of mysterious message coming from an unexplored region of space. Um, So we get this message. This is an emergency broadcast on all frequencies from Serene Harbor. We are, and then the message cuts out. And the only thing they know is that it had to come from within 80 light years of this particular system, um, which is, of course, uh, written in the article. Shwaweeds. XX-DC1-30. Um, so this happened this morning, and everyone, obviously in the UK, where those time zones, they were not necessarily at work, <laughs> or at least, uh, you know, closer to not being at work. <laughs> um, this always, I always feel like this happens with these things. They, they kind of come out early-ish in the morning, my time, and then by the time I would get to go in-game, it's definitely all already been discovered. And, and likewise, um, what were there, 4,000 systems? Or am I off by zero? Oh, right. you're right. Yeah, based yeah, on it was, yeah, it was just under 5,000, I think, wasn't it? Just mm-hmm. under 5,000 systems were within 80 light years of that, de- yes. of that uh, source system, and they began scouring them, and eventually uh, someone found it. So... Um, I guess this is early enough. This all went down today, so we can do this spoiler-free, right? But somebody found Serene Harbor, and um, the shortly after they found it, uh, another Galnet uh, post was made um, pointing out the actual location of Serene Harbor. So that can be found in Galnet, and people have been there, and the there is a bunch of audio logs. I have heard them. They are definitely worth a listen, and... Um, I'm feeling like we don't need to spoil it, right? Because it's the full effect isn't going to come from reading it anyway. So I think people should go out. And if you're not there, like I'm not there, um, find, find a video where somebody recaps it. Um, everybody was streaming today. So there's, there's lots and the, the news orgs will, will have it for you. I'm sure. It's uh, it's actually interesting. Yeah. Involves black ops and torture and all kinds of good stuff. So yeah. Another story. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, and I think a lot of people, I know a lot of people are still looking, but I feel like we're not totally done with it, but nothing else has been found yet. So, yet. Hopefully at least to my knowledge. More. I think there's there's got to be more, because if they're saying this was the hard thing, um, there hasn't been anything to decode yet. It was really just a search for the signal source so far. So I think there has to be more to it. And um, we we wait. A? Absolutely. <laughs> um, that's right, eh? <laughs> that's right, eh? Uh, that's cool. Hoser. And, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, okay. Any, any other uh, bits of interestingness that somebody wants to talk about? About this? Hmm? <laughs> I got Crickets. nothing. Yeah. Crickets. Okay, yeah. I mean, if we can't talk about details of it yeah. and start speculating, it's kind of a dead duck. Do you, Just, do yeah, you think we, am I, am I being too precious? Should we do spoiler? Should we do spoilers? No, no. no part, of your charm is, part of your charm is you're precious. So it's, it's good. <laughs> we'll move along. <laughs> okay. Move along, move along. Maybe, maybe there'll be more have, having been discovered next week and it'll be much less spoilery. So, um, right. we can do it, do yeah. a deeper thing then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, um, so I, I had thrown a couple of possible discussion topics 
um, into the show notes. Um, but since everybody apparently just looked at the show notes um, either five minutes before starting the show or 30 minutes after starting the show, has Wait, there show notes? <laughs> or in Chick's case, he's still a week ago. Um, I'm going to assume that the the crew has not uh, clicked this YouTube link that I put in here. That would be a Whoops. good bet. Is that the Astro video? <laughs> it's an Astro video. Um this is what? fine. So we can we can kind of quickie. This isn't like a big deal or anything. Um, this production we have going on here. <laughs> um, I thought this this might be interesting, but at the very least, I will simply share it with the listeners um, that Down to Earth Astronomy made a video because uh, the developers of Star Citizen made a Dev Diary video, and he kind of uh, talks about it a little bit, goes over why. He thinks that's the way a dev diary should be and what was good about it. And while he appreciates seeing the promotional materials that are shared with us from FDev that are called dev diaries, they are, they are long form uh, trailers essentially with, you know, a little bit of interview content, um, uh, you know, uh, it was sort of like a, a visual magazine article um, about about the update. Um, whereas this this thing from Star Citizen is very different and actually talks about the development, showing tools, and actually sitting down with an actual coder. And um, so, anyway, it's it's interesting to watch, um, but it's you know th- th- there's a bit of opinion piece there. Okay, so maybe this is better. So now for something completely different, let's actually talk about. Let's actually talk about this game in sort of a we're actually playing it kind of way instead of just news. Um, so this is something that got came up in discussion this week, and I thought it would be good to talk about here because it seemed like a lot of fun, and I wanted to have a discussion with people on voice about it. So um, the topic is, get your pencils ready. Um, so... Ship builds are often described as, or at least combat ship builds are often described as PVE or PVP. And so I thought, you know, I guess the, if I'm remembering correctly, the question was sort of posed to me, like, what what is the difference between that? Like, what do I do if I want my build to be a PVP build or a PVE build? And I, I don't, I don't think I had a very good answer. I started thinking, well, geez, I think I make all my builds so that they could possibly work for pvp maybe i don't ever do anything like oh well i'm not going to be fighting players in this ship so i'll change this about it that never crosses my mind so maybe it does for other people so what's the difference between these to you and what do you think about when you're building ships and do you change the way you build ships depending on whether you you're going to use them to to battle players or do you specifically not do certain things or do certain things differently when you know you're not going to be battling players. What What do you think? Who Who wants to? Who has let, thoughts let, on this? Let, let Dubs let Dubs hop in there first. Dubs I mean, seems like a Dubs topic. expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll bash <laughs> him to pieces. <laughs> I mean, most of my ships are probably built more towards PvP. I know they're not as efficient as a dedicated PVE ship for farming in a Hazres or something like that. But I mean. Sometimes you run into players in the CZs. It happens. Hell, my exploration ships have guns. My Diamondback yep. Explorer. I'm in the. I'm in right now that I'm 
thousands of light years away from the bubble, scanning planets with, like, this thing will hold its own in a high CZ. So, I mean... And do well? And do well, yeah. Like, it, oh, it, it survives. It. <laughs> it doesn't just survive, yeah, it does well. Uh, and hell, I got a Diamondback Scout that holds its own against much larger ships. I mean, it's just... Anytime I build a ship, I never build it for, you know, versus the environment. I build it for combat first and what I want it to do second. So what what would you do if you were going to build a ship? Like if somebody said, I want a PVE build for a Corvette, like what would you do differently from your normal Corvette? Uh, probably roll with bi-weaves instead of prismatics. That way you can just stay in the zone longer and not worry about that one-on-one encounter with commanders. Cause Whenever okay. you're building shields, like the shields that you take against the commander have to be able to take more punishment for longer because they're not going to give you that opportunity to get that recharge in. So that's mm-hmm. like one example of like, you know, the NPCs versus a, a PvP encounter. You know, PvP uh, players, they build their ships to counter, you know, what other players may equip, like using the feedback cascade on railguns. Probably not going to catch an NPC doing that on purpose. So, like, shield cell banks are engineered differently for PvE purposes because, you know, the NPCs don't carry around around shield cell cancellation technology. It's just not what they do. Right, right. Okay, yeah, so that, that was sort of the one thing that I picked out in my head is, like, well, it's the only thing that I would change about my builds, I think, is... That if they have cell banks, I would engineer them um, instead of rapid charge, go with the other one, specialized. And that's, I think, the only thing that I would do differently. Specialized boss cells for my PvE encounters, whereas you would want rapid charge for the uh, PvP, you know, because you need a smaller window in which your opponent can cancel you out. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other things. A lot of people. What, what about cold? I, mean, I don't know. Like the rest of my ships are built pretty much the same. Like I don't change much about the weapon loadouts, you know, minus the the rail guns. But then again, I run shield cell cancellation against you know NPCs too because you know you run into a python right. in the CZ and he has fucking unlimited shield cell banks somehow. So, <laughs> but a majority right, of the right. ship is generally built the same for me. Uh, but then again, I don't try to min-max the PvE side of it. I build it for the occasional PvP encounter, and I say it's going to do well in PvE. So maybe that's the detail then, is that when some people are talking about the difference between PvP and PvE, they are thinking of some min-max version of the PvE side, which... I guess would that be like an all lasers builds, so you can just stay it in could. the Hazres indefinitely? For pure yeah. PVE, I would build for long term efficiency. Yes. Yeah, hmm. versus okay. short bursts. For PVP, you need short bursts. The shields have to be able to hold up through a pretty rough, you know, combat scenario that isn't going to last a long time. You're probably going to go back to the station and repair afterwards because. Chances are you're going to take some hull damage while you're at it, whereas, yeah, it's 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 different. It's it's longevity versus you know, short term, you know, just right. I mean, my, rolling. 
my all frag cannon FDL build is ridiculously fun in a has res, but it's got a really short shelf life before you have to go back and rearm. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. Although on the other hand, so I have a, my current build on my Mamba and my crate are both strictly PVE, but it's because I'm running cargo and data and scan missions with them and I've done the loadouts so that when I get interdicted by the anacondas that they send after me, right. I scan, I, I kill warrant scan them and smoke them real quick. Yeah. And that's a totally, so that ends up being a totally different build, but it is PVE. So, so as you were, as you're mentioning these things, I realized that I guess I do, I did do a specific PVE build because that's one that I would, I would never, well, I don't know, actually. It, I just did everything that the way the way um, Dubs described, except they don't have so much armor because they're made to carry right. a bunch of cargo and stuff and collectors, yeah. which I would never bring to a Basically, uh, PvP fight. If, if you put anything on there that's not combat oriented, you're falling farther away from PvP. <laughs> if your internals have anything but hull reinforcements, it's not really a dedicated PvP, no. I guess. You, you often see this the same kinds of hard points on the meta the meta pvp ships you see a lot of rail guns you see a lot of plasma accelerators right Six. yeah yeah you see right. a lot of sticks weapons frags. In frags, yeah hit scan weapons absolute damage from the plasmas and that's because pvp is usually so much burst as dubs mentioned you right. know they they want they want right. hit you hard and fast and and take out modules and stuff before you have a chance to blink and i think that's a big part of the a, a big component of this that we haven't talked about is really depends on what level you are in this game if you're a person who g5 engineers everything you have you can get away from a lot of you know pvp encounters if you don't want to mess with if, you're a, if you're a newer player though uh and you're you know one of these guys that might have g3 <clears throat> on a thing or two and other things that aren't my advice is just mm-hmm. avoid PvP entirely. You know, just yeah. you, you know, don't don't even start doing PvP builds at that point unless you're you know messing around with squad mates around you know in an asteroid field or something to test ships. That's something. But if you're out okay. there actually looking for you know in the world PvP is usually dickheads. It's not out there. You know, <laughs> it's not out there to have fun. You know, occasionally you get that pirate encounter or something, but then it's almost funner to turn that into a role play thing anyway and actually give them cargo, you know. Unless so, your pirates uh, get butt hurt and call in their entire squadron. Yes, and then you call in your entire <laughs> squadron and it's an arms race, but I mean PvE is is almost always, you know, picking the tool for what you're doing. You know, if you're going to farm, you know, has res you just want lasers and you could sit out there for hours watching netflix (laughs) racking up bounties if you're doing (laughs) czs you can do multi-cannons and stuff because usually you'd go reload after each one anyway and everything else Mm -hmm. but you know you kind of it depends on what you're doing if you're running cargo it's it's a different story but i'm like both you guys all my ships i definitely have engineered to the guilds at gills and always have at least one module reinforcement everything else that no matter what i'm doing if some gank asshole comes to get me, I'm going to make it really freaking hard for him to kill me or, you know, if they can kill me, otherwise I'll escape if I'm not in a, you know, dedicated combat ship. If I'm not mistaken, this Diamondback Explorer I'm in right now does have, yes, it does. It has a size two heavy duty deep grade hull reinforcement in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I have 65 light years worth of jump range. So, <laughs> so there is for, yeah, like none of my weapons are lightweighted. Uh, I have the E-rated shield boosters because they're lightweight, but I didn't engineer them specifically to be lightweight. Yeah, you know, I just wanted the yeah. resistance out of them, but nothing. Not a lot on the ship has been built for lightweight. Like my scanners are. Well, the scanners are lightweighted, but they're A-rated. The uh, fucking power plant's armored. Thrusters are jerky. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The light, life support's <laughs> lightweighted, obviously. There's no other engineering to put on that. Everything everything is the maximum size. Maximum, you know, everything's A-rated. And it still jumps well. Well, that's a DBX, man. It's a hero. <laughs> it is. It's a beast. It, handles mass. it handles mass very well. No, I mean, yeah. it's, it, it'll lose a fight against an FDL, you know, nine times out of ten, unless the guy doesn't know what he's doing, but it'll it'll hold its own in a lot of situations, but, you know. But don't you, also run, don't you also run that thing cold enough to, to break lock? Well, that's the, the DBS, my scout. scout. Oh, okay. Yeah, the okay. scout runs cold enough that people can't really target the damn thing. Hate that chair. So it can sit in silent for <laughs> forever. Ever, it can not, it not just sit in silent. I can boost in circles <laughs> in silent running and pop a heat sink every five minutes. <laughs> and then it's it's ridiculous. You think he's run out of heat disgusting. sinks and you can get him, but then he just boosts away and re- and sends more heat sinks and then comes back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Your only hope is if you can hit him with an emissive bullet from a multi cannon <laughs> in seconds. And that only lasts so long, yeah. So um in the in the ship builds channel in the loose screws Discord, um, these things come up. So this is what's been going on, right? Like I've been going back and forth with some people. I love to mess around with ship builds and uh, people post their builds, hey, what do you think of this? Um, I basically treat it like they're talking directly to me. I don't know if they always are, but I'm always there. Boy, if I sh- if I see that the ship builds channel has has unread messages, oh oh, I just get so excited. So anyway, um, that's where this all comes from. But but somebody posted one and said, you know, here's this. What's a good PVE build for this ship? And I I don't even I don't even know if I remember what it. But it was maybe it was a mamba or something. I don't know, but that made me think. Like I'm about to give them like, well, shoot, here's some builds that I've used, but like I don't know if they're PVE or PVP. There definitely could be PVP builds. So am I doing something wrong? Because the thing is, like every time I build a ship, I'm gonna put the reactive armor on it, and I'm gonna find somewhere to put a thermal resistant. Uh, hull reinforcement on it to even that out. And that's the sort of stuff that I, I wondered, like, is that the dividing line? Is that where I'm saying, okay, I'm planning on going up against players, so I need to, like, fully, I need to do the expensive thing with the armor to make it the best it can be. Is that the sort of stuff you can skip? So maybe I have the wrong idea. Maybe the thing that makes it PvE is, do I have collector limpets? <laughs> on board yes. for after I kill those assassins. <laughs> and see, yeah. that's why I usually Definitely. give kind of lazy answers to that. You know, when somebody... <laughs> I, I get far more general information, especially if you're PvE. It, you know, you don't have to be 
min max per se you know there's things that you can get away with in in pv yeah. and we get a, a lot of the questions are from a, you know pretty new players right so you know all of a sudden your dubs will drop in just you know a full build you know all the engineering everything in it and i'm like i'm like when i was playing for a couple months looking at that it would have been like okay i'll go try to build this now because i wouldn't understand the reasoning behind <laughs> any of it or or you know even know what some of the weapons were at that point when I was playing. So I, I, when it comes to PVE and I, I, I'm not taking a shot at anybody, but people come in and say something like, yeah, I need, uh, I want this for PVE. Well, you know, we are so specialized in what we do most of the time that it's like, well, are you talking Hazra's mission running CZ? You know, what do you mean PVE? You know, it's about AX. Yeah. AX, you know, that's technically PVE. Yeah, that's, that's a different again. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, then again, to a G five ship, it doesn't really. So, like, most G five ships can handle AX just because scouts, they're so yeah. overpowered. Yeah. No, not even scouts. I mean, just if you build a good well, not if you haven't done it before. Ship, yeah, I guess that's true. Dedicated like, yeah, AX ships are definitely different, and thermals yeah, matter more can. than anything. <laughs> Yeah, like dubs, you can you can take a ship that wasn't designed Shit. for it. Dubs jumps and, jumps his SRV into orbit and fights hydras. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay money to see that. <laughs> He's trying to convince uh, Roy Cookson to jump from one moon to the other. I think, but Roy was smart enough to calculate how long that would take. <laughs> 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 Damn it was uh, a long time. Yep. <laughs> and actually, he calculated that based on whether he could get to some high meters per second speed <laughs> through space with the SRV that I don't know how he was planning on achieving yeah. a speed that fast. So I think it was going to take a lot longer. Yeah, um, we found it nope. was not that easy to accelerate the SRV <laughs> in space. Yeah. <laughs> knowing hey, Roy, for some it reason involved have a terminal velocity. <laughs> yeah, knowing Roy, it involved a lot of you know calculations and research because he doesn't just half-ass anything. <laughs> no, he does not. An SRV or a European SRV. <laughs> uh, 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 I don't know. Funny guy. Uh, <laughs> that's from a little movie called Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It's for you, sir. Yep. If you if if you don't know that reference, um, you might have come here from Epic Store. I don't know you might uh, what to say about that. <laughs> Actually, there's probably no age group difference between who came from the Epic Store and who did not. <clears throat> I suspect. I have no Uh-oh, idea. My FSD is malfunctioning, everybody. No, this might no, be it. Nobody cares. You'll be alright. <laughs> it takes a lot. I, I had mine down into the 20s or some <laughs> shit like that, and it still wouldn't drop me out of Super Cruise. It just says, try again later on that jump there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think what? I got it powering up now. I just, just had a fun little mining thing. I I, uh, I found a Void Opal uh, core, uh, launched my first seismic into a into one of the fissures, and then saw ooh a tritium subsurface deposit and started doing that and forgot I had launched one of the seismics. Then all of a sudden I had like <laughs> I had like twenty two seconds till it was gonna blow. I got charges in it and I popped it. Felt good. 
Good job. Good job. I'm like, why is that one blinking? I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) 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 Got to check that contacts panel. Yes. Got to look for those detritium beforehand. Jesus. All right. So that's what I'm doing. Wow. I wonder what that PVE Mamba was supposed to be. Like what it was for? Um, Yeah. I I mean, if it was just for going out into. Um, a has res, you know, load up on yeah. the whole reinforcement and pick whatever the hell you want. It's just a matter of time before you have to leave, really. If you yeah. are, yeah, PV, if you are PVEing in a Mamba, you have got to be jousting with frag cannons. There is no more fun <laughs> way to go. <laughs> I agree. I have not switched mine back from after switching to that, but I did share. I had like a, a plasma and frag and rails build for the Mamba that was pretty good. I actually did not think it was my best um, Hazrez ship. It was pretty good in conflict zones and for other kinds of things. But just as far as like how many ships I could take out per hour in a Hazrez or per reload uh, in a Hazrez, it was not as high as other kinds of things. So. Um, I think they actually ended up settling on something that had uh, some burst lasers and stuff on it. So probably would work yeah, better than probably than what more I was efficient. Doing. But but I for, you know for me like once I got into plasma and rails and stuff, I really struggle with the slow the slowness of the damage output on lasers, especially considering how many pips I have to put in weapons just to power them. Um, mm-hmm. And I just find that I never. I just can never convince myself to put lasers on ships anymore. <laughs> I feel I like I've gotten away me. from that too. Yeah, you know, I haven't been using as many energy weapons because, you know, I like to keep my pips elsewhere. Yes. And once you've experienced four gimbaled, overcharged screening shell frag cannons on a high speed oh, pass, it's kind of hard to. I mean, that's just pure joy. Pure uh, that's joy. how my, uh, my imperial couriers all fragged out, and that's kind of fun too. High speed joust, unload, make a circle around, do it again. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's um, another that's good example FA of off a, flying too. Yeah, it's another example of a ship that can go both ways for PVE or PVP. The little courier build it to fight for PVE, mm-hmm. and if you get into a PVP encounter, well, they can't catch you. <laughs> you a, a properly built uh, imperial courier literally cannot be killed if you do not want to engage. You yeah. just can't catch it. What, what, I find that there's a. Sorry, go ahead. But that courier boosts to what? 900, 920? <laughs> oh, mine didn't go that fast because it's weighed down with uh, shield reinforcements and shit. Oh, okay. But it's. I'm, I'm wanting to say it boosts into, you know, I'm on Coriolis, and I'm pretty sure I probably have Mine, that build saved. I have something uh, similar to yours. It's like 20. six. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's over 600 and it has like 1,800 shields considering the resistances <laughs> uh, on a bi-weave. It's yeah. complete madness. You yeah, can't fine. hit it, and if you do, it doesn't matter. And it yeah, will be over- underestimated. 2,000 <laughs> yeah. thermal on a bi-weave shield. Oh my and god! If if you can keep up with that thing, you can't kill it. If you can kill it, you can't keep up with it. That's the that's the beauty of that little ship. Yeah, yeah. you just gotta outlast it. 
and outlast its ammo capacity. That's your only hope, and good luck. Yeah. Or phasing sequence. Phasing sequence wrecks. Oh, that would do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) There is no hole underneath those shields. It's it's all made of glass. (laughs) Sweet. Uh, yeah. All right. Any any other closing closing thoughts about ship builds? About ship builds, everybody needs to go build an AX hauler or an adder. Yeah, join Adder Squad. We all built adders some time ago, and we. What's the biggest thing we smoked in it? Did we get? We, did we get a Medusa? I'm I'm pretty sure we stuck with uh, mostly the Cyclopses. I don't know if we attempted the Medusas just because of how long it would have taken because of the the higher armor rating with those small Gauss cannons would have taken forever. Right, we were carrying, at least mine uh, carries a flak launcher and two small Gauss cannons, and it is tough yeah. to pierce the armor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's but doable. But it was but... a challenge that we did We did beat the, the... We did kill interceptors with it. Yes. The Adder's capable little ship, sometimes. Adder squad lives. Terrible. Oh, shieldless, by VR. the way. If you're going to oh, be a yeah, part of yeah, the yeah, AX Adder squad, you're not allowed to have shields. Shields are <laughs> well, not if you ha- If you have shields... Your ship is built wrong and you're going to get destroyed. You think you're, you're, you doing, think you're doing the right thing, but you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only ship talk um, I, I was thinking about, it's not in the builds. This thought popped to me when the whole Lacon thing was going on. It's a whole other yeah. topic, really. But uh, And, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, they have no plans of, on removing those ships from the game, blah, blah, blah. And once again, it made me wish that a player economy would come into being and they would take ships out of the game occasionally. And then the only way to get them would be to buy them from other players. That was a random hmm. thought that came to me the other day. Like, or, or, you know, like you get new cars every year, ships, obviously it wouldn't be that way, but you know, a new model of the Mamba comes out and the old model isn't available for purchases new anymore. And you can only buy it from other players. Once again, it's my player then- economy wet dream. <laughs> and then, but I, I can see the the logical conclusion of this, of course, is that some ships would become vintage if they'd been out of, out mm-hmm. of uh, manufacture long enough, or you'd be, yeah, oh man, well, we, I have the Mamba from, you know, 3,000, yeah. th- th- you know, yeah, back, I have the 3304 Mamba over here. I mean, look at the tail fin on this guy. I I think that that would be freaking awesome. That would be that <laughs> would, would be, be kind of cool. It would just we'd give, all be wearing leather jackets, <laughs> parking oh, lots, God. bell yeah. bottoms. Um, I I think I, I honestly think I'm going way back to the 70s, man. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't I'm diss old. The 70s. You forget this, Jesus. The, I, the I, I just a little think, bit muscle car like, isn't it? It would make the oh, yeah. galaxy seem more alive. This game is so old. I mean, it's seven. You know, seven years old now. I mean, imagine if there were ships that were mm-hmm. only made the first couple of years, and the only way you could buy them is buying somebody's used, you know, Mamba, even, even you know, thirty-three hundred two model. Yeah, is there one of the every, ships that does have lore like that? Like the ship is no longer manufactured. I think it was the Eagle, maybe. It's the Anaconda. They say that, Anaconda. Was it the Anaconda? Yeah. yeah okay. So they don't make them anymore. They are. There is a limited supply of them. In theory. In in lore, lore lore-wise, but not in actuality. But even if they didn't change the actual ship, but every two or three years, kind of like cars, that ship came with a uh, a default uh, ship kit that was only available for it. 
Yeah. So at least they For were stylistically year, model, different. Yeah. yeah. Even that, that would be cool. All right. Just, you know, it just was something. So. It, it'd be a way to add more ships to the game without adding more ships to more the ships game. More ships to the game, you know? right. It it's still the same base ship. It's super, just... It would be super Cobra Mark Four, though, like everybody kind of fighting on the forum about whether they want access to this other year's model. Or, but I, so... But uh, the oh, way, though, like economy, I said, the only right? way it works is if there's a player economy, so people can, you know, still acquire these things. Right. Oh God, hmm. it'd be expensive. Be trading fleet yeah. carriers for an old ASP, you know, the fucking old ASP scout because there are no more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, works for me. I, I, I just want to become a tycoon and buy GameStop shares or something. <laughs> um did you want to do a uh a uh call it their uh area chiggy chat there sure uh, it's completely meaningless and uh, yeah it'll be completely non-game related this week okay all right you promised i promised you promised all right (laughs) it's chick chat yeah that's a fact it's chick chat where the cheese at now what do you think it would it would have been fun if if like we had another beetlejuice moment right where he came back when i did that (laughs) that would have been awesome and he just started singing he just joined in. Yeah, just joined in. That that would have been good. Pinged him right before it was time to start chick chat. That would have been good. when you sing the song. All right. So last week I went all salty, saltastic on it, and and chick chat's supposed to be kind of off topic, just random stuff that we talk about and and stuff like that. And last week, you know, also it was bringing up. Uh, christian slater movies which then i'm like jesus that's just crazy but guess what i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna name an actor and i want you to tell me what your favorite movie from this actor is and i want you to come uh, come and tell me because i was sitting on the couch and i'm just gonna say something right now it's really fucking hot in this room right now <laughs> 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 i wasn't kidding when i said i might die tonight i'm in my computer room and my computer's running and my 3d printer's running and holy crap it must be 90 degrees in here right now i should probably open a window but I'm going to push forward. Don't, All right. Don't so, drop dead on us. So this this is the actor because I was watching AMC flipping channels and they had uh, True Lies on, Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. movie. Okay. And yeah. I started Are you going to say Tom like, Arnold? I start, no, I'm, I'm sticking with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I start <laughs> thinking about freaking the number of good movies that dude was in back in the day. I mean, <laughs> obviously, you know, True Lies, I'm like, this has got to be the best Schwarzenegger movie. Then also I'm like, oh fuck. You got Apparently, Predator. You got Kindergarten Jingle Cop. All the way. <laughs> oh God, not Jingle All the Way. Um, <laughs> I, um, 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 Total Recall. Um, you know, he's got so many good movies that I just I just want uh, I watched True Eyes the other day from beginning to end. And I'm giving that one my vote, actually. But tell me another good Schwarzenegger hmm. movie I gotta go watch to catch up on. Just something I haven't seen in a long time. To me, the, the quintessential 80s generic action movie that's great is Commando. Oh, God. Is that the first time he says, I'll be back? Is that, is, uh, he's got a lot of one-liners. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's, it's a not. movie made of one-liners. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all it is. Oh, yeah. When he, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have to go see that. Unless Milano's in that. That's his yeah. daughter in that one. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, they they feed wild deer from their hands in the forest. Man. <laughs> that's realistic. That, that's old school. What about what about what's your old favorite Schwarzenegger movie dubs? Do you even know uh, who that is? <laughs> I know Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch. I don't watch many movies. Uh, so I don't know. Going with Terminator. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll fine. go with Terminator. Go with t- I'll, I'll be that guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to make each name either. one. Dubs says twins. Hey, Danny DeVito's in that. That's that a close second. Yes. Anything with Frank Reynolds. I mean, Danny DeVito. He <laughs> is Frank Reynolds. So, what about you, Nergs? I don't know that I have a favorite movie, but there's a part in Predator kind of in the middle where Schwarzenegger is running through the jungle to get away from the predator and falls down the side of this muddy hill. That's one of my favorite scenes in any Schwarzenegger movie because the expression on his face when he goes from running to falling makes me honestly believe <laughs> that the direction was you're going to run through the woods and they never told him there was a pit. <laughs> it's total surprise on his face when he falls and it's just great and I love it. I remember that. That's awesome. Good stuff. What what about who has an answer? Diva Looter. Uh I think there is no more perfect uh, film uh than Terminator. The first Terminator, Terminator or T2. Of course. What are you talking the original? about? I don't know. Cameron Terminator <laughs> 2 is awesome, man. Terminator 2 yeah. in retrospect to be is silly like we got a metal robot now like ooh it, uh, oh, you're about I to did. get an earful, friendo. About metal robots? <laughs> All robots metal? <laughs> Sorry, liquid metal robots. It's a Terminator 2 was a alloy. It's a biomimetic polyalloy, you dummy. Yeah. You're talking to an android. Why are you bad mouthing robots to the android? Yeah. Jesus. Terminator, Terminator 2 is a perfect movie. Really? You think it's a perfect you, movie? Yeah, you yeah, can't leave that hanging. It's a it's interesting in that it's a complete genre buster because technically it's like a horror movie, but it's also a time travel mm-hmm. science fiction flick. I think in many ways they did invent a genre. Correct. Um, because it, it became yeah. uh, many aspects of that became very copied afterwards. Um, so it was a little bit of I don't know if they if they created a genre, but they, you know, it, it changed things. It changed it changed a lot of things. Um, right. I think the uh, acting on it is fantastic. I think that the whoever does yeah. the score, all the musical stings whenever he's walking <laughs> around, like Jesus Christ, yeah, this guy's a goddamn maniac. That's awesome. Even the cheap uh-huh. ass ro- so, cyborg uh, that's getting crushed at the, the- end. I'm on board. The animatronic. Yeah. 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 The, the whole, stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. The whole paradox and of coming from the future and impregnating and creating your future son. Yeah. That, it, 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 <laughs> a lot of crazy shit. You know, it, and that is right up my alley anyway. I love that sort of science fiction y stuff. Yeah. I always say, a lot of times I find time travel and science fiction lazy because it's an easy way to make something mess with people's brains it's 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 an easy way to make things uh profound you know and it's like ah Mm -hmm. you know that's that's just confusing people for the sake of confusing because there's no way to actually explain it you have to 
you have to kind of either believe that you know there's there's fate and it's meant to be that way or the multi multiverse side of it and everything else and then you just have to kind of decide which way they were going with it but they did a really good job with the terminator movies with the whole you know the way that they Mm -hmm. did them well it's it's sort of a background thing it's not even like a major deal you know it's really this story about this robot from the future you know tracking down this lady for an entire movie it's really like so they don't really need to talk about it too much so there's not a whole lot left to error yeah but it's just it's just a horror movie it's if it was just a robot chasing her without the from the future side of it then it's just literally just a horror movie with that twist it makes it a thinking movie it makes it confusing and holy crap he came from the future yeah yeah no terminator yes perfect movie close enough well yeah. i mean if you got someone else up there <laughs> close enough Schwarzenegger. that's <laughs> it's it's a damn i find it hard to believe movie. that robots in the future would have austrian accents that's the only thing <laughs> <laughs> that's what you find hard to believe okay i got you yeah <laughs> that's right yeah the, the coming from the future and he can go through time because the metal is surrounded by flashes yeah. so <laughs> we can all go look at that but, yeah. but it's the austrian it's, accent that, that breaks it yeah that Austrian accent on like the seven words he says in the whole movie just ruined it for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Trax, I think you're the only one who didn't give one. Okay. Um, and I swear I was going to say this before anyway, but my pick is is definitely Terminator 2. Nice. Um, and I, I feel that Terminator 2 is very nearly the perfect example of its genre. And it's never been topped by anything. Um, I think Terminator, like, I agree with everything you're saying about Terminator 1. Um, Even the music, except that the music so strongly dates the movie in a way that did not happen to Terminator 2, um, because it wasn't all, like, 80s synthy. But... You know, but but full agree besides that, like, and I actually think that there's like a, a super strong parallel between the Alien movies and the Terminator movies, especially in that, that early time where the first one had this like iconic horror-esque, you know, game-changing effect and and was campy and sort of limited in in the scope of what they could do with special effects. And then it was followed up by a James Cameron action-packed monster that in both cases, I I feel like they're both like really, really strong examples of these genre-defining things that are like amazing. Yep, a horror Uh, movie, then an action movie, basically. Right, and then then likewise... Um, after that, I actually, I actually think Alien Three is is pretty good, but then it it bookends it in this great way, and I think that's really what kind of saved it. And then they kept making more movies, and that's when it all died, right? And yeah. I have the same thing going on with Terminator, yeah. where I regret watching the next two Terminator movies, and I stopped after that <laughs> because yeah. it was this perfect encapsulated moment. Um, and so, as long as I ignore everything that they made after that, it's perfect and it's fantastic so See, I love that's terminator definitely my 2. schwarzenegger movie was that uh, yeah the big thing about terminator 2 they took it one step farther where um you still had the time paradox thing going on that you have to wrap your brain around and realize is it fate or or whatnot but the other big thing in that movie that changed at the end is with uh the the terminator becoming sentient you know and and 
growing a conscience mm-hmm. and feelings and him sacrificing himself. Spoilers if you haven't seen this movie from 1991. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, you know, that, oh, that, that was a cool thing at the end that they did too, where, where he, you know, yeah. well, he have, cares have you about seen people. The, have you seen the director's cut of this movie? I don't believe I have. Okay, okay, so there, there's actually a couple of extra scenes that further enhance exactly what you're talking about. So there's a scene that ends up being cut um, where it's at the point where they, they find a random place to stop and wait. And, and they, there's a scene where the, the Terminator stands watching out the window all night while they sleep. They're in the gas and station, the garage. In the gas station garage, that's what it was. And he's just standing guard all night. And it's a kind of poignant scene in itself. But there was this extra thing that was supposed to be part of that part of the story where... Um, they start talking to him while he's in the car and he's discussing how his CPU is a learning computer and I can blah, blah, blah. And John Connor's teaching him swear words and stuff like that. And it's very <laughs> yeah. fun. But but what they get out of it that was eventually cut from the movie it, for time, I guess, is that um, they can actually make a change. They can flip a switch in his head and he will gain like further abilities to like think on his feet and and alter his programming a little bit to better serve his mission. And this is something that was restricted as he is now, but they have to make this change. And they decide to do it. And after that, he starts imprinting more with John. Then later, it actually, I think it enhances it later when he's playing under the car and stuff with John Connor and she's observing him and sort of like doing monologues about it. It all makes more sense. Plus, you get this, what I think is a fantastic scene where... Sarah Connor is, they take this this piece of him out of his head and he's offline. And she has this moment where she wants to smash it. You know, she wants mm-hmm. to try to like, I have to destroy this thing that's been trying to kill me for 20 years, you know? And and then she, you know, he John Connor pulls her back and they have this like moment and, and they, they, but they do the switch, they reinstall it. And they do this clever special effects thing um, where, oh my God, I'm forgetting the, actor, the actor's name. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton's sister, her twin sister, <laughs> appears in the movie so that they can do this scene and she's in the mirror correctly. <laughs> um, so they actually have like a false mirror in the shot so that they can get it and make it look correct because they didn't really have the special effects to do that as well otherwise. Yes. And they have, um, they have dummy Arnold. You see the back of dummy Arnold's head that's split open and you see real Arnold. Right. Here with the twins. So his, he can face act while his head is pulled open. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great. Um, anyway. Um, well, yes, that's just James that's, Cameron that's is a stud, to tell you the truth. And, oh, oh and you my just God. go through his list of movies. They, uh, the Abyss. Have you ever the seen Abyss the director's cut? Oh. Have you seen the director's cut of that movie? No, but I would love to. It's a yeah. different movie. It's, 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 huh. it's this whole world crisis thing and everything. It's, it's mind blowing. See that it's, it's like four and a half hours long, but, so oh, worth geez. to watch if you like the if you like <laughs> if you like the abyss, I you did, gotta yeah. see the director's cut. It is so good. But I don't know. He makes good movies. People make fun of you know Avatar and the Blue Aliens, but that was a damn good movie too. I always I walked you out. No, it was. <laughs> I, I walked out of that the I walked out of the theater. I said, "Do you know what that was?" And my wife was like, "What?" I said, "That was Return of the Jedi meets Dances with Wolves." That was my review of that movie. <laughs> Freaking loved it. Now, uh, people my age remember that movie as being Fern Gully, um, wow, which was yeah. a little bit Return of the oh, Jedi boy. meets Dances with Wolves in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but but that's the that's the thing is yeah James Cameron can take something like that, which in a sense is just 
copying some things, but in a way and, and just do it kind of properly in this way that's also really good. And I don't know. I don't think it should be shameful. Uh, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I'm looking forward to that when the next, what, three or four come out there. They're all coming out together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Cameron, Cameron, do anything he wants. I mean, Christ, he made a movie about that everybody knew the ending of that became the highest grossing film of all time. You know, I mean, (laughs) oh, don't even get me started on that. Uh, Yeah, you make a three and a half hour movie where everybody knows the ship sinks, and yay, that's just yeah. But you guys, Dion was really hot. She was really on fire that year. There have been like seven of those movies made. It's a big See, ship. It sinks. A lot of people die. It's really sad. Let's get over it and stop making that movie, please. Ah, I like that movie, too. But honestly, so your Celine Dion comment is another reason why you're precious. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys, it was, it, was, uh, it was peak Dion. I don't know what else to say about it. Peak I hope he makes Titanic 2, where they follow Billy Zane for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy up to? Oh, my God. Whatever happened to him? Guys, this turned out to be a wild chig chat. <laughs> no, it was good stuff. Hey, we started talking science fiction and stuff. Good stuff. I, I, I'm happy. Yeah. Nice work. <laughs> That's only, pretty great. Well, only dub sucks. <laughs> wow. Oh, take it easy. The guy plays too much video games. I know. He's got to see some movies. Yeah, I'll, give him a break. He's really that, young. Like, Colonia. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I have all my ships. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to so go through see. a the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, I, that's all that I had for Chick Chat, though. Nifty. Um, all right. Well, then there's, if there's no other business, I should ask, is there any other business? No, no. Oh. Okay. Uh, then Push there is, then oh. there is nothing left but cheese. As always. Nothing left but cheese. All right. Tonight's cheese is a goodie. Uh, uh, Colby Jack, <laughs> shorten it to Kojak. It's uh, Colby cheese mixed mm-hmm. with Monterey Jack cheese. They basically make the, the cheese to where the curds separate, pull the whey off. Then you put the curds of the two cheeses together, compress it, and you get this nice marbled, uh, 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 tasty cheese that's great on cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it, in this area of the world. I mean, this, you know, Colby was invented in Wisconsin. Colby Jack is a Wisconsin cheese. And that's probably the most popular cheese up in this neck of the woods. So go get yourself some Colby Jack if you can find it. And uh, stay cheesy, everybody. <sighs> Wow, mm. guys, the the he's given us like how to make the cheese. This is like this is highly <laughs> upgraded chig that we're getting right now. This is this is peak chig. <laughs> and think, yeah. I almost didn't make it for the show tonight. Jeez, yeah, I'm yeah. so glad we waited like 20 minutes because it was like we're not going to go without chig. Uh, well, look what man. we would have missed. <laughs> You're Good killing Lord. me. You're so precious. <laughs> terrible (laughs) okay all right well um thanks everyone for uh joining me for this rousing discussion um it's been lovely and um i hope uh we all continue to have fun in space um that's that's gonna do it for loose screws uh fly loose fly fly screwy and we'll see you next week bye-bye